Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome you in. This is another edition of Inside Boxing Live. My name is Dan Canobio, your host every single week here. It's been a great stretch here for Inside Boxing Live, bringing you some of the biggest names in the sport. And it doesn't stop this week. Ryan Garcia is here, King Rye. Uh, you know, this guy's always in the headlines. He's coming back April 9th against Emmanuel to go. Uh, so we got in-depth conversation with Ryan Garcia on uh, everything going on in his life, uh, you know, being out of the ring for so long. We know about his mental health issues. He went in-depth there, you know, talking about how, you know, how low he was at one point, you know, bouts of depression, you know, thoughts of suicide. Uh, I'm appreciative that he was willing to share those types of things with me and the audience uh, because they're important and he's doing great things to help smash uh, the stigma. We also talked about, of course, Cambosos, Tank Davis, you know, the failed Manny Pacquiao negotiations what it's like to be 23 years old uh, have everyone wanting a piece of you i feel like he's maturing a little bit that's what i got from this interview with ryan garcia i've interviewed him a bunch of times in the past and you know in the past you know he was kind of feeling it you know he was feeling every bit of being ryan garcia all the attention that comes along with it this time you can see that he's a little more mature maybe his head is in the right place because i think uh he could be a big asset to the boxing world huge fights uh, can be made for, for Ryan Garcia. Big one uh, with him, so I appreciate that. It's a great, great uh, interview. Boxing World buzzing. There are a lot of fights being made. There are a lot of fights being rumored. There are a lot of fights being announced. This past week, Earl Spencer, Dennis Ugas became official. April 16th from Jerry World, uh, AT&T Stadium. Love this. Three-belt unification bout. You got Errol Spence in his first fight uh, since, you know, the the eye injury and, and why he couldn't fight uh, Manny Pacquiao. His first fight since Danny Garcia in December of 2020, which is nuts. Dennis Ugas is coming off of that huge win over Pacquiao. Love it. Uh, stylistically, it's a great matchup it's with Spence. The fact that he throws 70-plus punches around, Ugas is a little more economical, two southpaws, uh, three belts on the line, brings us one step closer to Undisputed at 147, brings us one step closer to potentially Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford. I know Keith Thurman is in the mix. He looked pretty good last weekend. Also, Mike Coppinger just reported that Canelo Alvarez is going to get the bag once again. Eddie Hearn and Matchroom are going to throw $85 million at Canelo for two fights. First fight, May 7th against Dimitri Bivol for the championship at 175. The second fight would be a trilogy with Gennady Golovkin sometime in September. I mean, uh, Canelo could go anyway right now. He's he's off, you know, he's put up multiple offers. One of them uh, was the PBC with Charlo. It's good to be Canelo. He's in the driver's seat right now. No matter who Canelo chooses to fight, we know that the boxing world uh, is going to tune in uh, for, for that one. This episode here, uh, we have a new sponsor on board here at Inside Boxing Live. This episode is being brought to you by the Two Beers Podcast. You got time for two beers? Then you got time for the Two Beers Podcast. Just two regular guys talking about regular things that guys talk about. Sports, movies, streaming, no clickbait, no hot takes, good, honest conversation. Uh, I know the two guys, that they're great guys. Um, you know, just like two guys at a bar or camping or at a barbecue. So grab two beers and come join the Two Brew Crew. The Two Beers Podcast, the pod 
for the everyman. I'm going to be appearing on their podcast next week. Uh, I enjoy it. It's fun. And they're big boxing fans. So go check out the Two Beers podcast over on Spotify and iTunes. And this episode is also brought to you by Debella Entertainment. Lou DiBella, of course, the big-time promoter in boxing, who has a piece of Emmanuel to go. Also has George Cambosos. Could we see Ryan Garcia versus George Cambosos? DiBella Entertainment, uh, one of the pillars here in New York City and the fight game. All right, here is Ryan Garcia. All right, our guest this week on Inside Boxing Live, he's back. King Rye is here. He'll be in the ring April 9th on the zone. Uh, his first fight in a long time. I'm happy to see him back. I'm happy to see him here on Inside Boxing Live. How are you, uh, Ryan? Good. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for my return as well. Yeah, I think the whole boxing world is excited. I feel like anytime you say anything, it, it turns into a headline. I think that's a good thing. It could be perceived as a bad thing, but... To be cared about is important one way or another in the boxing world. And uh, I put out a tweet that's saying that I am simply excited to see Ryan Garcia back. I'm hoping he has a long, fruitful career. And it just some positive comments, some some negative comments, which I'm sure uh, you're very aware of. But first off, I got to tell you this story. So I'm doing this for my apartment. And in my lo- the lobby of my apartment, they're redoing it. So it sounds like World War III down there. They're jackhammering. So I go down there and I just tell them, hey, guys, is it possible if you could stop from like from like for a half hour? Because I do a boxing podcast and the guy's like, well, who are you interviewing? I said, Ryan Garcia. He's like, oh, my God, I'm a a huge boxing fan. Uh, When's he fighting tank? When's he fighting tank? So I I thought that was pretty damn funny that this guy downstairs. People ask me that every day. Seriously, it has to be something you are asked once a day. Yeah, at least once a day. Well, isn't that like a good thing, though? Because I always say to young fighters like Shakur Stevenson, you know, he was always like, why am I always left out of the top young guys? Like, it's always you, Tiafimo, Haney, Tank. But like for a while, Shakur was left out of it. I was like, yeah, that's because you don't have like a natural rival. Like, it's pretty clear you and Tank have something brewing. So I, I think that's a good thing. Oh, it's most definitely a good thing. It's good. Uh it's good to know that you have a super, super fight that you could make. And I know that that's possible. So it's a comfortable feeling because you know that at the end of the day, you make that fight. You're good. What's going on with, with Canelo? I know he had some things to say. That was a while back. But how's the relationship with the big bro? Uh, it's great. I mean, he uh, said those comments. Uh, uh I don't know how long ago exactly, but he just pretty much told me that it was just coming from a good place in his heart and he was just trying to motivate me. Mm-hmm. Uh, told me that after the uh, plant fight right. that he loved, he didn't mean anything uh, bad. He didn't have no bad intentions, which I didn't think he did. Uh, but, you know, I mean, from what he said, uh, that's probably true, but I wasn't motivated because. I was going through a hard time and I was uh, obviously in a very dark place. So mm-hmm. wasn't in the gym. It's because uh, I couldn't bring myself to do anything at that, at, at those moments. I but a uh, hard worker and I've been working since I was seven years old, never took a year off. And I just, you know, I, I know, I know who I am. So it's all mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I think it I mean coming from Canelo, it, it means more. You know, it's like 
you know, like he's not mad. He just like wants to see you reach your highest potential. If anything, I would be like, wow, he, you know, thinks enough of me to, to you know, no, yeah. spark yeah, something, you know? Definitely pulled me aside and said, like, he's told me things that uh, mean a lot to me. You know, he's pulled me and said that he sees something in me that, you know, he doesn't see ever and that I'm probably one of the most talented people you've seen, like mm -hmm. in front of him. And he just wants me to be the best I could be because he doesn't want it to go to waste. And of course, I, I, I do have a lot of potential and I, I know I'm, I'm going to be great. I just, mm -hmm. I think that time I took off was just a time. So I don't make a mistake. Right. You know, I won't make those, they, they try to push through it. Right. And like, Oh, I, I handle everything before I know it, they're acting out or they're, you know, making some big mistakes outside the ring mm -hmm. that they could have helped themselves before that happened. You know, it's just, I just chose to step up and before anything bad happened. No, I, I dude, I think it's a smart move. I was a big supporter of it. I was disgusted and I wasn't surprised by some of the comments that day when you made the announcement that your one wouldn't be fighting, or I think it was Fortuna. And yeah. man, I, I just, it was like, like I said, not surprised, but just like, really? Is this what we're going to do to one of our, our best young stars? You know, with boxing fans, it's not like a different sport. Boxing, boxing fans should root for these young guys. So the health well, of the sport is there. I think boxing fans are out of touch with, um, just out of touch with society in a way. I think we're all coming together to fight against mm -hmm. the, uh, mental health mm -hmm. and to really let it be open to a lot of people because a lot of young men are, it's hard for them to talk about their feelings. And actually suicide is actually more common in young men and men actually uh, because everybody's saying you got to be tough. You got to be a certain way, right. you know, that. So boxing fans, they didn't really get behind me, but at the end of the day, I didn't do it for them. I did it for uh, myself and I did it for people that might need help, uh, you know, coming out like, yo, I got, I got issues right now and I, I might need some help, you know, some mm -hmm. professional, which I got and I'm in a way better place than I was. And I feel so much uh, focused. I just feel focused and just fresh. You know? That's awesome. That's great, man. I'm happy to hear that. And uh, I'm sure you probably saved some lives. I mean, you have a huge platform. You probably get messages all the time. You know, that's a great thing. And I was in support of it. And, and I, you know, I put out a video saying we need to rally around uh, Ryan Garcia right now, not, you know, throw shade, not, you know, uh, end this stigma that mental health. I mean, everyone suffers from it he here and there. Obviously, I'm not stepping in a ring for entertainment getting into fights but you know i do live television there's a lot of anxiety that comes with that there's a lot of uh you know just general nerves of everyday life especially of the last and two years you don't even have to be in the showbiz to to really relate you right it, anybody you know exactly. work or pressure you know just in an everyday life situation you know things go on in people's lives so i think it was a chance for us to really you know, a boxer's coming out with mental health issues. I think it was a time to maybe, you know, let, let's get all the support we could get. But, mm -hmm. I'll, you know, uh, I'll just be a pioneer. So hopefully one day, uh, you know, I'll get behind the next kid that wants to uh, deal with this. And I am working towards it. You know, I'm shooting a Snapchat series nice. uh, on mental health. I'm talking to a lot of athletes, influencers, and just everyday type of people just to, you know, push that, uh, that movement. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, it was kind of hard for me to hear people just come at me constantly about it. You know, there was really no love. I never had love. Even I mean, obviously from a lot of other people, you know, my fans and whatnot. But I'm talking for like the general boxing fans. Yeah. I didn't get that type of support. But uh, like I said, it's, it's all good. <laughs> and it's weird. It's weird. But 
it's like not surprising because right. boxing is ruthless you know right it's we not are. surprising like i remember one of the most outspoken was lou DeBella, who is a big advocate for mental health a big advocate for suicide prevention you know he he, he i work with him all the time I mean, he's a close friend of mine he he spoke out uh in, in your support too so there were some but there were obviously i don't want to highlight all the the jerks out there negative people out there there were some in the media too that i was surprised by people uh you know with decently big platforms didn't understand yeah. were you surprised I, was- I think we know who you're talking about right yeah, I'm definitely surprised at Steve Kim and Mario Lopez and all those guys that uh, just wanted to pounce on the, the moment when I was kind of having a bad time, which is, mm-hmm. you know, it's it just shows kind of their character and how they see things. They, they, think, they think things are jokes when some things are not jokes. And right. uh, what can I say? Like, that's just who they are. It was ignorance, bro. It was ignorance. It was they they didn't even understand what it meant. Like and it, he made a comment like, oh, isn't it just like getting a headache or isn't it just having a bad day? I, I was listening to it and I was like, is this for real? Like Mario Lopez should know better. Steve Kim, uh, who, who? Yeah. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe just do a little bit more research before right. you before you think you know what it is, because that's the same comments that makes people not want to talk about it. It's like, oh, okay. I'm just having Hey, right. Okay. Why does it feel like that every day? Mm-hmm. So, kind of like it was ignorant to say, but I have no hard feelings. You know, I've squashed it with Mario. Uh, Steve, he's always coming at me for whatever reason. <laughs> that guy's, uh, yeah, he's kind of went off the deep end a little bit, but um, uh, whatever. I don't want to talk about him for, on, on this show, but uh, you know, I'm glad you squashed it with Mario. I think he could be uh, an advocate for, for a lot of things, especially uh, in, in the boxing world. All right, let's change things up. Let's let's talk about uh, uh, your big fight coming up this April. I mean, when you were going through all that, did you honestly think like maybe like I may never fight again? Did you ever think that April 9th would happen, which so happens to be when we're recording this exactly two months away? Yeah. And I was deep in it. I didn't think I was going to live. I was wow. so impressive and I, I went to bad habits. I started drinking. And I never drink ever, but I was getting drink, drunk all the time. I wanted to kill myself at, at one point. Uh, I was so paralyzed in my mind. I couldn't get out of it. Like, if I could explain it in, like, English words in a way that explained the torment I was feeling, I would, but I can't. Mm-hmm. Just so bad and so intense that I thought maybe I'd just rather just not be here because I can't do it. Love and I, I watch people fight, and my competitive spirit's still there. But mm-hmm. for some reason, my mind can't get it together. So I, I didn't understand what was going on. So I needed professional help. I got it. I feel great, uh, and I know the things that caused it. You know, it's also the stress management. Um, I was taking on a lot of things at, at all myself, and I didn't really have people in place to help take that mm-hmm. off me. Right. And especially the type of highs I would go into because the fight. <laughs> <laughs> it would it'd be crazy you know all the tension and everything yeah. just coming at you at once i can't imagine time. man i can't imagine how old are you now 23 jesus when i was 23 man i was up to no good i didn't have uh 10 million followers i didn't uh, i wasn't a professional athlete i mean yeah. you did what any one of these guys that criticize you every day would do at that age with that type of money and the type of attention yeah i mean i, I think felt- that's a good words I- there I have everything like it's going it's like it was so much all at once like just everything came down at, at me at once it yeah. hit me like like i said it hit me like a truck 
<laughs> like, I feel like it catches up. Like this happens to me sometimes. Like, I feel like it's like uh, everything catches up at once and all of a sudden it hits you all at once. Exactly. And then you feel that pressure that you didn't know you were carrying and it just smacks right. you. Like, oh, like what's going on? <laughs> I was, I was like, yo, what happened to me? Like, this is so weird. Like I, I felt great, but then mm -hmm. back home and I just was just in the worst place. And I was uh -huh. like, what is going on? But you know, it's a learning, uh, it's a learning process. You know, mm -hmm. it's how to handle the highs, how to handle the come down right. and everything. Cause you know, I, nobody was ever a professional athlete in my family. So nobody really had experience in yeah. this, uh, in this, you know, atmosphere. Life, that life, man. And, and, and boxing too, doesn't help. I mean, it is the loneliest sport. I mean, one day you're up high, one day you're, you're, you're low. Look at Tiafimo Lopez, uh, your, your counterpart. I mean, a guy that when you came out and, and said, I'm going through some stuff, he put out a nice message about you and, you know, he's not exactly like coming out and saying that he's having issues, but he is posting some stuff that's raising eyebrows. And, uh, you know, have you spoke to Tiafimo? Do you have a message to him? Uh, I, I know he's going through some stuff right now. I haven't really talked to Tiafimo, uh, but I should probably shoot him a message and see, you know, how he's doing. Uh, I definitely seen the things that he was posting, which is pretty alarming. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's probably what he was dealing with before the fight. You know, it's just that, uh, maybe he should have just took some time to really, you know, like I said, regather yourself before something like that happened. You know, I personally don't think he should have lost that fight. You know, if he was in a better mindset or something, you know, he probably would have won that fight. But that just goes to show you that mental health is important. And the mental game is probably the most important thing going into the boxing ring. Damn right. And he just, he's going to be good. I, I think once he uh, figures everything out, whatever he's going on, you know, he, he'll yeah. be able to reestablish himself. Because he's a talented fighter, he's you know he has good power, good speed, and all that. So I think he'll regather himself. But uh, I wish the best for him. Good, that's great. That's a great message, and I know he wish you know he wished you well. And like this is my main thing. Like this is my livelihood. Like I work in boxing. You know, I grew up in this sport. You know, uh, I've been in it since I was a kid with with CompuBox. So like I root for the health of the sport. I root for you to do have a long career. I root for Tiafimo to have a long career. Tank, you know, everyone, so we can make the best fight, so we can elevate the sport because I think it's one of the best sports in the world. So yeah. that's a good message. I, I hope that he does get the help. I, I consider him a friend. Uh, you know, we've hung out a few times and. I, I know, uh, you know, he's going through some stuff and you're right. It's a, it's the sport where you're the highest of highs. Does it get any higher than he was at when he beat Lomachenko? Uh, no. You know, all the belts, you know, he's getting money thrown at him, endorsements, you know, it goes overnight celebrity. And then, you know, now he, he loses to, to George and now he's at the lowest of lows and it all happened in like, you know, 15, 16 months. And that's what I was trying to tell people. It's like, luckily, I've been handling that type of attention since I was like, I blew up on the internet at 19. It prepared mm -hmm. me for like some good moments in my career where I got a lot of money quick. I had money before I even made money in boxing. Right. You know what I mean, I was like doing really well off and I was like, okay, wow. And I was getting attention from, you know, online, you know, that tension is deep. When you have like a lot of followers and like millions of people watching your stuff, like you go outside and you're like, wow, like everyone... <laughs> knows me they feel like they know me at yeah. least but it's pretty it's pretty it prepared me for now you know when i start you know being at the top of the sport now i have both you know social media and you know the like uh what's a mainstream athlete mm -hmm. you know and 
combining the two, I think social media prepared me for how to handle those type of emotions and right. even still how to gather myself and like, okay, this is getting intense. This is how I balance it out. Okay, here we go. So uh, that's what Tefimo just, you know, he'll learn how to deal with it. It's just a matter of time uh, how he moves forward on, on, on his career. But uh, I'm happy because I'm back. April right. There we go. Let's talk about that fight. Let's talk about Emmanuel to go. I mean, we just went down. I, I thought it was interesting, though. I thought it was interesting, though, to hear the mindset of a young, uh, popular guy in the boxing. I think fans will, will are intrigued by that. But we also want to see you get back in the ring, man. It's been a long time. Emmanuel, how, how do we come to Emmanuel to go? I know Isaac Cruz is being thrown around. I know there are some other names. How do we settle on him? And I think we can give you rounds. Here's the thing. Like, people... People don't understand. I'm the type of person you come at me, I will personally come at you because in a boxing aspect, I'm very competitive. Actually, in everything, I'm very competitive, and I just it's my it's my nature to respond to you and talk my shit. Right. You know, in a respectful right. way. So like, so when I watch people fight, of course, I want to comment on it because I'm young and I'm you know still you know just full of full of you know testosterone I don't call it I'm just full of competitive spirit you know right. and you know when I comment on people I'm like yeah I want to I want to I'll beat your ass like I, I, <laughs> I I'll and then you know I started talking with Isaac Cruz because I thought it was a good opportunity for me to come back and dominate somebody that was doing good with my rival that everybody always pins me against so I told I called Oscar up and I said hey uh can you make this fight happen when I come back uh and he was like, yeah, let's do it. Do you want him? I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's perfect for me. You know, short, come forward fighter. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I know I can knock him out pretty quick. Mm -hmm. uh, so I advocated for that fight. And people thought, you know, Isaac Cruz obviously did good with Tank. They, oh, he's going to beat Ryan or whatever. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then we started having conversations with him. And then he just started bugging out talking about, oh, I don't know if you're going to uh, show up to the fight. Like, shut up, man. Shut up. You sound immature as hell. I'm not going to. I pulled out one time for mental health issues. And the other time I broke my wrist. Relax. Like, if anything, you should try to get me now. I'm coming out from a wrist injury. Like, the things that they were saying, they wanted X amount of money. Like, dude, nobody knew you before Tank Davis fight. Do you understand? You're barely here. Like, you just arrived. Like, you were going to get. Actually, we offered him more. Then he got paid for Javante fight. He didn't want to take that. So it was just, it was on him. And now he's kind of irking my nerves, just trying to talk this mess. So I probably will knock him out after this one. Nah, I'm just kidding. I'm going for <laughs> Wait, What are you going for? I mean, how many I, fights do you want to have this year? It's just when I knock Isaac Cruz out or should I even knock Isaac Cruz out? It's going to get to that point. Like, dang, Ryan already beat this guy. Should I even knock him out? Probably not. <laughs>well going back to this whole negotiation and, and like kind of like going back to some of the critics the criticisms you get from from fans do you kind of like understand maybe a little bit w where it's coming from because like obviously you brought up your hand you can't you can't do anything about that fighters break their hand all the time and then one time pulling out for the uh mental health issues that we just just illustrated do you kind of like do you and there's a valid reason so don't, don't get me wrong but do you kind of like understand like a little bit where some fans might be like oh I, I he's just not dependable or he's just going to pull out again. 
The only thing I could re- I could understand from the boxing fans when it comes to that is all the fights that I thought were going to happen, I said, mm-hmm. because I was naive because I was told a lot of things. Right. And I've learned that, and I won't announce a fight before it's actually Like Pacquiao? Done. Did you learn it? Was that a learning lesson? That was a strong learning lesson. <laughs> I take full responsibility because I shouldn't have posted a fight poster uh, when it wasn't done yet. And I just wanted to see how fans would react. Obviously, it got over a million likes on a fight poster. Yeah, that I reposted. Yeah, I fell for it. I reposted it. <laughs> hey, no, that's no. But the thing is, though, that fight was actually like was really trying to get made. Like I had, I Facetime Manny Pacquiao. He wanted to do. Everyone wanted to do it. Yeah. I don't. It fell through because the guy that wanted to fund it was just a lunatic. Uh, he was literally like, I think he's losing it a little. I'm not gonna say names, but right. yeah, he. He had a lot of crazy ideas, but he just, he was going off the rails. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he couldn't, he, whatever he was saying, was it was a lie. So it wasn't going to get funded the way I thought it was. Right. And, it, but uh, I take full responsibility. I shouldn't have posted the fight poster. I was just excited. You know, I was still, yeah, I mean, I'm still young. So I was excited. Dude, you thought you were going to fight Manny Pacquiao. Like I would have done the same thing. I was in negotiations to fight Tank, mm-hmm. but at Time when I got offered that, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, I look up to this guy. I like how he fights. I think I know I could beat him. Like, he's, I, I, I see shots I could land on Manny Pacquiao. Like, I should do this. Like, oh my, this is crazy. Like, if I beat him, this will be a legendary moment. Like, I was so yeah. excited. And, and probably more money than Tank, too. Way more money than Tank. And, you know, it's just more, it's so exciting. Cause I really wanted it to happen and it didn't happen. Then when I tried to go back to the tank fight, tank said, fuck you. And I'm like, all right, whatever. I get it. Like I wasted uh, some time on you guys, but there, they weren't trying to make a real deal. To be honest, they were just kind of just testing out the water, seeing where we're at, seeing if they could get more on me, you know, they're supposedly a bigger star when they're mm-hmm. not, but you know, I don't want to deal with those problems. I, I know that I bring, you know, he could try to make a pay-per-view with somebody else. And yeah. I guarantee it's not going to do well. The mm-hmm. only paper that's going to do well is him and myself. I agree. So at the end of the day, you have to come up with a great deal that works for both of us. And no, you're not a bigger the star than me. Do not say that. <laughs> so I'm probably more of a star than you, but you won't admit it. So I'll suck my ego up and say 50-50. That was going to say, I was like, would you be, in order to make a tank fight, would you be willing to like, all right, you can come in the ring last or you can get maybe – a bigger yeah. split or, you know, not a huge difference. You could have you make concessions. Yeah, we could, I could do, I, look, at, if to make that fight, I would definitely, you know, on some stuff, suck it up and be like, oh shit. Okay. All right. We'll give you that. I won't be like Maidana, not using the gloves I want. He won't make me that. You can use no boxing in life. I will use no boxing in life. That type of stuff. No, he won't get on me. But, uh, but the other stuff, it. the stuff that you that you need to make a fight, you know, the splits, the this, that, and the other, because the, yeah. the, you know the money stuff. 50-50, even though I should probably deserve a little bit more, but <laughs> uh, I will definitely take you know 50-50. That's probably the lowest I'll take. Well, he does that. great gates though. I don't care what he does. But that's great. something that they're gonna bring to you and show you. Like they have tangible, yeah. you know, they numbers. Have, have a gate because when I fought my fights, I had all covid capacities mm-hmm. and i sold out every covid capacity we're gonna see when i go to san antonio how, right. how well I'm at the gate or not but i know that you know it's gonna do good i mean my fans go crazy 
and I know that I've sold out every place that I could sell out. Anaheim's mm-hmm. the Honda well, Center. Has sold yeah, out. that's the one that I point to. Uh, the that Valentine's Day one was like ten thousand on a Friday night. I mean, that was pretty damn good awesome. against you yeah. know relative. Uh, I wouldn't say no name, but not a, you weren't fighting like Tank Davis, but yeah, man, everyone wants to see that fight. They want to see it happen. I mean, imagine if I fought Leo Santa Cruz. <laughs> I would do great numbers. Yeah. Like Lee East is known in the community where I live. And, you know, a lot of boxing fans know him, but I wouldn't fight him. He's too small for me. As you see, Fonseca was too small for me. Tank is actually too small for me. You're going to find out real soon. Yeah, you're pretty tall. I mean, we've we've done interviews in person. Like, you know, I could see you filling out to like 147 one day. You know, Tank is a, is a, is a smaller guy, but he hits hard. I mean, the fight is everything, man. The fight, I, that's the fight that, will transcend the sport and i know you're up for it are you surprised that tank is not even being mentioned or being involved he's not even being floated for a cambosos fight no i know that because he just he's not going to do it nobody thinks he's going to do it he almost lost to pitbull cruz mayweather will not and it's not even Mayweather, it's just their format and how they want to move Tank. They want to make sure he's a star no matter what. So they're not going to, it's like low risk, you right. know, Tank wins by knockout. It builds his stardom, which it does. Mm-hmm. And I totally understand it. Like, do your thing. So that's why he's not mentioned. He's not really wanting to be great. You know, he's, he just wants to make all the money he can make. And I'm not mad at it. You know, I'm, I'm, I want to make a lot of money as well, <laughs> but I do want to knock people out that people don't think I'll knock out, like Cambosis and Haney and all these other guys, Lomachenko. You know, I would fight those guys because I know I could beat them. Like, I, I, I know in my heart that when I step in the ring, I'm always, I don't know, I'll find something special to do. You'll just see, like, I'll find the shot that I need to do. I'll do what I have to do. Right. You know, I pressure on Luke. I don't even, I'm not even a pressure fighter but I learned how to do it against Campbell because I knew I had to do that. Mm-hmm. So I know when I step in these rings with these guys, I'm going to beat the guys. I'm going to beat Cambosis. I will knock Devin Haney out all respect. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just a matter of time before I do it. Now yeah. Tank, he'll fight me. Want to know why? Because he's going to make him a lot of money and he thinks he could beat me. I bought heads with, with tank fans. I bought heads. Leonard Ellerby has it out for me for some reason, constantly retweets me when I say anything about tank Davis. But, I love, I love Leonard Ellerby. <laughs> so do I, I think he's a character, but like we're allowed Man, to, I'm allowed to criticize tank. He has temper. He has temper issues. Come on, Leonard. Calm down. <laughs> he's quick on Twitter. He got Twitter fingers for sure. He's got like rabbit ears, but for Twitter, like he he'll retweet everything. He'll he's just constantly on, on Twitter. And I didn't even say anything that bad. I, you know, I said, you know, tank is, has, they have their own formula and it's clearly working. Like, you know, they're selling out arenas. Uh, he's winning these fights. I mean, he's doing good gates, doing decent pay-per-view numbers for what today's market is considered uh, decent, but you know, it's you're going to come to a time where he's going to have to fight someone. He's almost, he's, he's older, well older than you and Haney and all them. I mean, he's not a prospect anymore. He's not a, uh, he's, you know, he's been around for, for a while. And, you know, just simply stating that, you know, it it gets them upset. But like you said, like, we understand why they're doing that. It it makes sense. Like, it's good. That's great. He can sell out arenas and he can make a lot of money, but I think it's going to come to a head soon where he's, you know, he's fighting probably Roly Romero next, uh, in June, and then he, he won't fight again uh, until December. 
and then that's another year where he'll be like 28 or 29 soon. Yeah, he he wastes a lot of time. Um, and you know what's crazy is like people are so hard on me when it comes to like not finding anybody, but like rarely hard on Tank. I mean, I, as in the general public, for some reason, I go look at all my comments. Who the fuck are you fighting? You don't <laughs> oh, you are well, shit. Yeah. You're not. You're a seed fighter. You're this. You suck. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. What? <laughs> Tank fight. Fight. Well, or some like I imagine that that might not go too well for him. That range, the the little you know strength. Oh, well, obviously Campbell's retired, but I'm just saying that fight probably would have gave take a lot of problems. That fight was crazy, man. Your fight with Campbell was like a movie. I think I yeah. tweeted that after. It was like legitimately like a, a script. Like your your yep. toughest test, you get knocked down, you get up, you win. You had that embrace with Eddie Canelo was in the ring. You have a crown on. I, mean, I was jacked up that night. Yeah, it was it was definitely a movie. Like, you're not gonna find a, a lot of moments like that for sure. That that was pretty cool. Right, people know. are like, he got knocked down, but I was like, okay, you realize this is a fight, right? Like, we're still in this like Mayweather thing where if you lose a round or you look bad for a moment, you're realize, like, you realize most legends have got knocked down. Right? Sugar Ray so, Leonard, one of your legends, one of my favorites, who's come oh, on I this love- week, been yeah. knocked down like numerous times. Yeah, you just get back up and you dog the guy you were got knocked by. Like that's it. Like, what are we supposed to do? Like, fucking be perfect? Yeah. No. Even Mayweather got dropped. He got hurt. Demarcus, he didn't get dropped. He got hurt though. Uh, he's gotten dropped before. Zab Judah dropped him. Don't cap. No, he, he didn't. He never got knocked down. Yeah, they never scored it a knockdown. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Semantics. He got stunned by Mosley and everyone went nuts. He touched the canvas. That's a knockdown. He could deny it all he wants. We all know the rules. Plus, when he fought Demarcus Corley, he got cracked. He was wobbled. I never got that. Never happened to me. You know, all the, the old jiggly legs. That, but look it. It shows how much grit Mayweather had. He's like, all right, you good shit. And then he destroyed him. See, that's what I liked about Mayweather back mm-hmm. in the day. That's that mindset. Like, okay, like Sugar A. Leonard. He was getting his ass, you know, picked apart by Tommy Hearns in the beginning of the rounds. Then he started. Yeah. And then just knocks them out. That's what makes you great when you have that in you that, that like, I want to do something special. Like, you hit me with a good shot, but I'm going to work you to the point you're out of there. I'm getting you out of there. That's special. That is. That's a real fight. That's a fight. You know, but that's, you know, Mayweather's like a gift and a curse. Like, he was great for the sport, but, you know, the O, having that O next to your name is so important, but that's kind of going away. Uh, man, the lightweights are interesting. You know, a good point that you brought up before, like, you know, people criticize you for not fighting uh, anyone, uh, but you take a look at the lightweight division, like, you know, a lot of these guys aren't fighting each other, you know, like just yeah. the tweets that I get responses from, I put out a tweet about you and it's like, well, his last fight, it was only 5,000 people there. And I'm like, well, are you explaining Ryan Garcia or are you explaining Devin Haney right now? Because everything you just said is the same thing that's going on with Devin Haney. Like he is not a ticket seller. Uh, he's no. a great fighter, good fighter, very sustainable um, skills, good jab, good kid, good fighter. But, you know, I think these stories that are coming out are true. I, I know for a fact they're true. I could probably guarantee this. The zone was probably super sad that I didn't fight Jojo Diaz because that would have sold out everywhere. Of course. And I, and I guarantee you their subscription base for that fight with Campbell went through the roof. I could guarantee you. Just our highlights had over 18 million that views. That was nuts. Do you understand that how much that is like yes they there's a reason why they want me to fight cambosis because the subscriptions that come in when i fight or the viewership yeah. probably 10 times more than well, it's a business you know 
kind of that's kind of overstating not 10 times more but maybe like triple <laughs> No, I know you know? what you're saying. I know you're saying it's a business. It's a it's called prize fighting. You know, the, the zone isn't a business. So they are they're looking at you and they're looking at Haney. They're going to say, what is going to give us more subscriptions? What is going to make the biggest event so we can make back our investment on what they are paying you? I mean, this Here, is this economics one hundred and one. Like nothing is, against uh, Devin Haney. Yeah, no, nothing against Devin Haney. But I tell you this, he's not willing to put it all on the line to get the knockout to 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 destroy somebody like I am. He's there to win the fight. I'm winning the fight, but I'm going to put it all on the line to sleep you and land that shot to knock you out. You see, after I heard Campbell in the fifth round, the sixth round, I come out and throw everything I had the first 30 seconds. I didn't get him out of there, but then I went right back to it. and I said, okay, I'm still going to continue to press him until I knock him out. Because I look at, if you're not willing to entertain the fans like that, nobody's yeah. going to want to promise oh, you that. I, I, I fell asleep. Evan Haney was fighting Jojo Diaz. That was so <laughs> for tagging him up. But why don't you continue to hit him? You hit him, hit him, and then you move away. You act like he has power. You act like like you know Jojo was this monster. Like just get him out of there already. It's like I don't understand. I don't think they got that blood. I'm bloodthirsty when I'm in the ring. When yeah. I'm bloodthirsty, I hit you and I want to destroy you with every shot I could possibly hit you with. <laughs>I think it's pretty clear, like when you step in the ring, you you do go for the kill, and and that's yeah. what makes you excited. That's what makes Tank exciting too. You know, he goes, he has, he's a knockout artist. He puts it on out all in the ring to get the knockout and to entertain the fans. And I respect it. I'm a fan of Javante Davis. I like how he fights. I like what he brings to the table. I want to fight him too because it's going to be a special moment. I know it will be. So that's what that's what Devin doesn't get. You can't just be Mayweather. You weren't even pretty boy. You didn't even have the pretty boy stage. You're just money Mayweather. Yeah. There's nothing. Well, you got paid that. a lot. I mean, so when the zone came into the fold and and Eddie gave him a lot of money. I mean, you would I'm sure you would have took the same thing too. He got overpaid. If you go by I, uh, way less than Devin Haney. Way less. And I was bringing in way more subscriptions. So when they say Ryan don't deserve nothing, I took the back end on everything. Why? Because I was making money outside the ring, you know, granted. But I took, man, the, the amount I was getting paid, yeah. I think I just knew that it's going to pay off sooner or later because I'm a beast. And when I get in the ring, they're going to want to watch me. Right. Devin doesn't you don't get money and you're not bringing nothing to the table. But he did. That's the thing. He got paid crazy amount of money. And I'm like, damn, kudos to you. You're making a lot of money. I, I don't know how you do it, but. Shit. Well, Eddie, Eddie gave him the big bag, but that's what's the hinder. It's funny because he got a big, got the big money, but it's also like preventing him from getting uh, the Cambosis fight. So are exactly. you happy with the big money or do you want the big challenge? Like, uh, I, I'm happy where I'm at right now. I like how I played my, my, my hand and now I'm ready to beat this guy, Tego, Tego, and then hopefully fight Cambosis. And he keeps on barking. This is what I don't get. Cambosis keeps barking on the internet, responding to people, that's not true. Uh, I'm the boss, blah, blah, blah. Dude, why, why do you need a lie? Just don't say anything. You know the truth. It's out there. Robert Garcia said it. Everybody says it. Yeah, it like, funny. just stay quiet and just see how it plays out. Like, who cares what people are saying on the internet at the end of the day? It's 
the fight either gonna happen or not. I don't, I honestly, you know, I would love to fight Cambosis, but I personally don't need to even go that route. I would beat Kegel and fight some other dude. I could even fight, I can fight whoever I want and do pretty good. So it's like, don't lie, just let things play out how they're gonna play out. You know, if you wanna go my route, let's do it. If not, go to Lomachenko, fight Devin Haney, you could do that route. That is, it's like, I don't get why he thinks he, like, it, he's trying to. It's very funny because everything, his behavior now is very similar to what he was criticizing Tiafimo for in the lead up to their fight. And I like, I like Ambrose. I think he's a cool dude. And I, I gave him props. I told him before, I told him a long time ago, Hey man, I think you could beat Tiafimo. Good luck. You know, do your thing. He said, yeah, man, if I beat him, you could have the first crack at it. I promised you. Crazy. And I was cool with it. And then all of a sudden, when I say, because somebody asked me, how do you think that fight's going to play out? We're still competitors. I'm not going to be all lovey-dovey. I'm going to say, I'm going to knock you out within one or seven rounds because I personally think that. Yeah. Then he got all, you know, butthurt by that. But <laughs> Yeah, it's funny, man. It's like, you know why I feel like he's saying all this now is because he is in a really good spot in terms of like, doesn't have a, he's not a, connected to any network. Uh, he's a network free agent, so he can literally like he's in the best spot possible. He's like it's like him and Canelo, which is nuts. Like Canelo's a free agent, so he can literally fight whoever he wants. Like George has all the belts. He doesn't have a network telling him uh, you you have to fight this guy or you have to fight that guy. So he's feeling it right now. He's got a whole country behind him. But That's good. It's great. It's great. But you could see like he's starting to say the things and and behave in the ways that Tiafimo did and. And that's what he criticized to you, female, for. So it's kind of funny. It's just, I've seen this over and over. It's the same story in boxing. Like, fighters change, but the, sto- the story, the narratives, and the, the behavior stays the same. <laughs> it's funny. You know, you get a little power. You think you're, you're power hungry now. Uh, but don't you need that, though, as fighters? You guys rely yeah, on self-promotion uh, more than any other sport. When I get the bouts, you're going to see how I move. I'm going to move in the shadows. <laughs> Because when you're really in power, you don't talk. Well, they say real G's move in silence like lasagna. Hey, I don't have all the bouts, so I can talk all the shit I want. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but that's I- crazy, man. You haven't, like, yes, you have, like, these interim the belts. Yeah. but And that's obviously your dream, right, is to be the legit world champ. Of course. Like, and I think, obviously, the belts are saturated right now, which everybody knows that. No, you can't argue about that. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's like the special moments in the ring is what I, I look forward to. Like that fight with Campbell, that was amazing. The, my, my, a fight with Cambosis might be magical. A fight with Tank might be magical. It's like those special, oh, a fight with Lomachenko would probably bring super buzz too. Yeah, it's like whatever could create that buzz. And like, like, so when I was a kid, I would watch Oscar De La Hoya fight, you know, Ricardo Mayorga. And I remember yeah. my heart, you know, before the fight like oh my gosh like right like, so much uh anxiety but a good anxiety like mm-hmm. at, at, butterflies butterflies and waiting for that bow to ring and the build up that's what i want to i want to bring back to the fans because they don't feel that that much anymore i know it for a fact And I know when I step in the ring, there's always tension before that first bow rings the same way i feel when Javante fights yeah like, oh, like things are about to go down like (laughs) what's gonna happen i have no clue but it's not why we love the sport my favorite thing about boxing is when before the fight starts there's a trillion people in the ring guys that don't even shouldn't even be in the ring these executives blah 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 and then they start to dissipate out 
and they file out. And then it's just you, uh, both fighters in the corner and the referee. And there's like 10 seconds where they yeah. wait to hit that bell. Nothing better in sports, in my opinion. I, <laughs> what, what are you thinking in that, in that moment? I'm, I'm sitting there count, ready to count the punches and I'm like sweating. You know what I'm thinking? Ring that fucking bell already. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Uh, dude, it's like so much like uh, tension before that. Yeah. That's Just crazy. It's like, okay, shit, let's do it again. Same right. thing. Over and uh, over. I mean, you, so much build up. It's like unlike any other sport, all this build up. Like you have a singular focus for eight weeks. Super Bowl every time you fight, for sure. That's how it well, yeah, it is. That's why I think it's such a great sport and we can get it back to that. It's having as an event. Like when my friends always ask me for tickets to fights and I'm like, and some of them have never been to a fight and they're like, what, what do I expect? I'm like, expect like the craziest night of your life. Like, it's not like a baseball game. It's not a, ba- uh, you know, it's kind of like football. It's kind of like soccer in a way where it's like an event. The crowd is nuts. It's like legitimately like fighting. It's like Roman Coliseum. Like, it's like <laughs> you guys are getting in there and the crowd is into it and everyone's dressed to the nines. Dudes that think they were supposed to box, they get drunk, and then they think they could fight anybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had Dame Lillard on the show. I sent you the clip uh, last week, and, you know, he's a huge boxing fan. And I was like, how did you get into boxing? Like, what made you love this sport? And he said, just like everyone else, I thought I could fight as a kid, so I, I get into fights. And then I realized that it's not just who can throw the hardest, who can hit the hardest. It's There's a skill involved. And uh, I thought it was interesting. I feel like we could probably keep going, but I know you got to get to the gym. And uh, but quickly, what is your, um, like, how many times you want to fight this year? Like, I know you want to just get active. You've been out for a while. Is it just one more after this? You can try to squeeze in a third? I'm going to try to squeeze in a third. Um, try to get three in t- uh, this year. Uh, this first one uh, should be good. And then uh, I don't want to look past, obviously, Tega. Uh mm-hmm. He's obviously a good fighter, uh, slick. You know, but no, I guess no power. I don't know until I get in there. But um, after this, I'm looking for a fight with Cambosis. You know, he'll see the type of buzz that happens when I fight, and he's going to want to hop on that. I know he will. Uh, They just haven't seen me fight in a while. That's why. But once I do that, if Cambosis wants that work, I'll definitely fight him in summertime or, you know, September maybe even. Would you go Uh, over there? I would. I would. You know, I wouldn't mind going over there. Uh, there was a little hesitation because, I mean, does he want to make money or not? You know, I feel like you'll make more money over here. Mm-hmm. But uh, if that's the only option I have, I've already, you know, I, I'm vaccinated. I got everything done. So uh, I'll definitely head over there and just uh, put a beating on him, I guess, in front of his hometown. That's kind of sad. Knocked out in front of Australia. I love Australia. Uh, it's kind of it's it's crazy out there. The girls over there are amazing. Like everything's amazing out there. I I've seen yeah I've seen some stuff, but the, especially the girls. I, I, that definitely stuck out to me. But yeah, uh, he, he kind of drew his fork in the sand. You know, like it's got to be Australia. It's got to be this and that. So I'm interested to see what's next. The lightweights. I, I still have hope for for you guys to all fight each other. You're back. Hope I hope he doesn't fight anybody tough next fight. I hope he could get a good one in and then win that fight in Australia for his hometown people. Because yeah. if he Lomachenko or Devin, who knows if he's gonna win? He has a good chance to win, but he's not probably gonna win. Uh, and it'll probably kill our fight. I think our fight would be huge, mm-hmm. uh, bigger than obviously Loma and uh, Devin Haney. Uh, definitely a bigger buzz. So uh, hopefully he takes that route. If not. It's all good. I'll find a way to, you know, get get what I need. 
Right. Yeah. You just got to get back in there and get into the flow of things. And I'm excited to see you come back, man. Uh, I appreciate you you doing this. Uh, I like that we could get it done in the DMs. Didn't have to go through any PR. Uh, I was impressed by that. It shows me that you're uh, you're ready for April 9th and you're focused. Just because I like you, you know. If I didn't like, <laughs> uh, definitely would have sent you some people to tell you no. But uh, <laughs> go through the channels and everything. I, yeah. I still do that with, with certain with certain fighters, yeah. but it, it, I want people to know that uh, you know you're a man of the people. You, you go right to the source. You go right to, to Ryan to, to the DMs where it goes down, right? Yeah, it always goes down again. <laughs> oh, we'll end on that note. Good luck, uh, April 9th. I'm sure we'll talk again. Uh, good luck, man.